0: We're live. <laughs> good morning welcome to the show coffee time with Mary Teresa and CPA I hope you like the music I know I promise I'm gonna put something else next time and I will find something I promise all right <sighs> Good morning, good morning to our viewers and our listeners. Um, if you are returning to the show, welcome back. If you're new, give us a thumbs up or a hands up in the chat so we know you're new and we welcome you with open arms. Uh, we go live uh, every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern on uh, Facebook, uh, um, sorry, LinkedIn and YouTube. So I really encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to the channel that you are watching us on, subscribe, like, so don't forget to share so that everyone else, uh, you know, in your network can also learn from us as well. I am your host, Marie Tursian. I'm a CFO, an auditor, a certified public accountant, and a chartered global management accountant. I'm using my propri- proprietary methodology evaluation, MT, uh, to help business owners that... Reg- reach their first million to 10x their profits. And I just recently, uh, you know, uh, finished up an e-course and that's available on my website, www.theprofitlab.biz slash programs. Um, and I'm also a Grand Cardone licensee and I coach businesses in sales, marketing and money mindset. And I have different programs available to you guys. And you can find that on www.theprofitlab.biz slash plans dash pricing. I'm author of two books, uh, The Complete Guide to Business Growth and The Business Owner's Guide to Operational Accounting. And you can purchase those books, uh, you know, on uh, www.theprofitlab.biz slash shop. So everything is on the website available to you. Yep. And I want to invite you guys to some of the free webinars we're we're having and uh, we have one coming up on mindset and debt management, and I'm, I'm I'm bringing a guest trainer, my friend and uh, fellow accountant, Sydney Woods. Um, that's happening next Wednesday, so check it out. And I'm um, also, of course, we're going to have a very special webinar. Um, uh, called the Tax Smart Strategies for Real Estate Professionals. And that will be, we will have a very, very special guest, yours truly, you all know him, my friend and colleague and my weekly guest on the show, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Good morning.
1: <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I'm actually quite excited. You know, I'm very passionate about uh, real estate and
0: uh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, uh
1: I, I'll, I'll get going, but I know I'll be limited in the amount of time that I have. You already told me, Pedro, you only have, <laughs> but I, it, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a really yes. good one. I, I encourage people that are really uh, serious about either getting into real estate or already involved in real estate to join. You're going to get some good information more than typically you get uh, through Google or something like that. You're going to actually get some really uh, good strategies in there that will make a big difference uh, by taking that time in joining us in this uh, webinar, August 5th. Uh, market, August 5th. Yeah.
0: Yes. And you can sign up to all of our webinars available on www.theprofitlab.biz slash events. And by the way, guys, I th- I just wanted to point out that this is how partnerships and collaborations work. This is how it looks like. So if you've ever thought of that, Hey, I, I can't do any, I can't partner up or I can't, we're showing you right here. This is how you partner up, collaborate and, you know, provide value to your clients. Um, and that's why we're doing it. So with that, before we start with the main uh, uh, key points we're going to talk about today, I just wanted to do a quick reference on some of the episodes we've had in the past. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, tax forms, I'd like say the 1099, 1096. We've talked about IRS audits, financial audits. We've talked about time management. we have talked about discipline. We have talked about so many important things, and especially last week, we talked about the difference in taxation between partner, regular partnership, limited partnership and LLC. So if you if, you know just go back and check out some of those episodes, uh, you'll be able to find a lot of valuable, valuable information that we're talking every Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. So with that, today's today's key subject is going to be about ethics exciting isn't it I know most people
1: <laughs> it, it is, it is, it's a good topic uh, and actually the way that you're gonna go about it is it's gonna be good
0: we're gonna make it exciting isn't? Yes. yes yes we're committed to making it exciting so um, so we want to we want to talk about ethics because you know we, we want to explain to our viewers and our listeners that how ethical standards are at the core of our industry, industry C- CPAs. Um, so you know, there are certain key things that we have to go through to be able to get that CPA license, and that's why we are very proud. So <laughs> we, we are committed to, to, to our ethical standards in the Code of Conduct. So with that, we wanted to kind of expand on some of that information. Um, so you know whether your accountant, CPA, tax preparer, whoever it is, whether they are actually following any kind of ethic, ethical code of conduct. Right. So with that, let's get started. So um, so I wanted to kind of briefly go over uh, the main code of uh, professional conduct that we follow, uh, Pedro, it's, uh, in the US, because uh, we're in the US, that's yeah. what we're talking about, not the other ones. But in the US, we mainly follow the, the American Institute of CPAs. And in some some cases, if we are working internationally then we would also follow the the international ethical standards so uh with that you know one of the first ones is you know professional behavior so would you want to uh, do you have any comments on that that we can kind of expand a little bit of some of the five key uh, uh you know points that we have under ethical code of conduct
1: i think that the the professional behavior i think that that is pretty Pretty clear as far as our relationship with uh, uh, with our clients mm-hmm. and maintaining that professionalism and then the whole of the delivery of the product, uh, uh, mm-hmm. delivering of the services to our clients. I mean, we have to make a very clear uh, line. that you know, where our our roles in in, in the relationship. goes Because uh, you know, I think it's pretty pretty clear, and, and it goes along with many other. Uh, Professions, uh, you know, to be professional in in the, in the delivery of the product.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, yes. It's it's uh, definitely you know uh, important for us to to distinguish ourselves all the time that we are being professional. We are doing our jobs in a professional manner. We're handling our, our clients and the services that we're providing in a professional manner. So the second key point in our in the ethical code of conduct that we have to abide bye-bye is integrity. And this is something I believe that it's not teachable. You, okay. have, you, don't. you either have integrity or you don't because, you, you know, whether, whether um, you know, you're a CPA, you're a real estate agent, you are just any, you're handling any job. Integrity is integrity. You have to do your job well, right? Don't you agree? Correct.
1: No, I, I agree. Like you said, this, this is a hard one because it's not something that, you uh, I think, like you said, you either have it or don't have it. I think what what happens, you know, uh, when you look at, for example, the uh, the uh, the the word, you know, about integrity. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's a, uh, you know, it's that quality that you're looking for as a whole. You know, kind of a wholeness of the individual and being incorruptible, basically. And yes. and so, yes. you know, so with that said, I mean, I understand that that. I think what happens is that you, you, you can help your clients achieve their goals. And I have said in here many times uh, and I tell people you know, to think like the box does not exist. Now, that does not mean to be unethical, is to explore uh, to what extent we can achieve certain goals within the parameters that, that, that do exist. You know what I mean? Right. So you know, right. so so there, there's ways to do that. To in essence, uh, you know, you hear references to push the envelope and things like that. It can be done, and right. still you you still uh, following the, the code of ethics. Yes. And uh, you'll be following your integrity as long as you are not in violation. You know, in essence, you are collaborating or enticing this individual to engage on a, on, a, on something that is known to be illegal. I mean, you're breaking right.
0: along with right. it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime we find out, you know, from a client that is doing something illegal has, you know, funds somewhere on, you know, that nobody knows about, and they've been about it. We have, we have to, you know, hold down to our integrity and just refuse to work with that client. And, uh, you know, it's just, we have to follow our our, our code of professional conduct. Um, so, just to, if you are one of those you know pay attention here and you know try not to do anything illegal so and um you know if you're gonna decide to work with us just just know that we are gonna follow the professional code of conduct always okay so the third point in in this uh, in this area that we have to follow is the objectivity feature which is kind of hard because sometimes you're in a position where you're like well huh, it's not that bad or you know so you know it's hard to stay objective, right? But we have to do it. We have to find that objective standpoint in every situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you know they, they you have to you know within objectivity you have to uh, your your and, and, and again now, this is the main reason why the 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 industry looks for CPAs. I mean, as long as you follow those standards, your opinion becomes valuable that's what gives value to your opinion is your integrity your objectivity your professional behavior and so on because then in the end when you deliver your your opinion then mm-hmm. it has value it has weight yes now objectivity yes it is is challenging but it is it is is important because when you deliver your opinion you cannot be uh, impaired in any way or motivated in any way so when you're delivering your your conclusions are not motivated by something else you know right. I maybe mean, right. a financial gain or something like that that would in essence cloud or or you know uh, in essence muddy that that opinion i mean that opinion at that point is is of, of no value
0: right right absolutely absolutely and i see that we're getting a lot of loves and likes, so that's that's exciting thank you you guys appreciate this type of conversation and i know and for most people you know eth- ethics conversation or classes or mm-hmm. anything like that can, you know we're like oh is this is boring but it's not it is really important and it and truly there's just it's not something you know technically teachable but you know we could you know we do need to to emphasize how important it is and not just in the cpa world but in every person's life you know you're either ethical or you're not but you know in our industry we do need to follow this to the t so you know to keep our licenses active so um okay so the next one is uh professional competence and due care and i think mm-hmm. this is where you know between yeah. audit and tax there's just yeah. so much to do so much. from the due care right. i mean Especially, and I'm going to let you cover on the tax side, but I know from the audit side, there's just so much support documents that we ask. And I know people go crazy about it. Like, why are you asking about this? Why are you asking? Why are you still digging? Why are you still questioning? Because we have to. It's part of our due diligence. This is our due care. This is what we have to do. It's part of our ethical conduct. We have to make sure that we are obtaining all the information and supporting documents necessary for us to give an opinion. And otherwise, if we're not following the specific structure and, and doing what we have to do as part of our due diligence, then our opinion doesn't, is, is not reliable. So, and I know if you can please expand on the tax side, because I know it's getting more and more, uh, you know, expanded.
1: Yeah, no, in the same, uh, you know, same uh, in, in the tax area, the. Uh, there's a lot happening i mean that's why you know that constantly there's new tax laws tax changes we've got to keep up with that mm-hmm. um but in addition to that is like you said the questions i mean i know sometimes uh, yes. clients get at times even irritated by the amount of questions that we ask but mm-hmm. that's the only way one that we can be of service to you to help you uh in, in that in that discovery process is how we can then uh add value to you I mean, we might discover something that is deductible, for example, that you didn't know. But through yeah. that question, so the tax organizers that we send us, sometimes people think is, this is overwhelming. But <laughs> yeah. I can assure you, listen, if you pay attention you answer the questions, you go through our discovery interviews and all of that, uh, yeah. it, it is beneficial. It's required. I mean, this is how we also, ourselves as a professional, gain a certain comfort level that when we're signing that tax return or those financial statements, that we have done our our due diligence in the process, Um, you know, so.
0: Yes, and as part of the professional competence, that's basically us keeping track of our own learnings, right? So basically, we are required to, for example, in Florida, we are required to do 84 hours of CPE credits. and Other states might be about the same, you know, similar. Um, you know, of which four is is required minimum required for ethics. Four hours out of the eighty-four. Um, so, with that said, I mean it's it's very very important that that we keep our professional com- competence uh, at, at at the highest standard as always. Always keep up with the CPE, all the nuances, all the new. So, for example, if someone is in tax, they may actually focus more on the tax CPE. And, and knowledge on that side, someone in the audit area or station, they may focus more, you know, professional competence and, and that's the area. However, in general, whichever area of accounting or CPA, you know, work that we are doing, you know, we're going to continue to stay, you know, on top of what we have to learn and keep up. So, any other thoughts there, Pedro?
1: No, as far as uh, the the due diligence, I mean the. You as a client need to, you should expect that one, that your CPA or your tax preparer is keeping up uh, with the standards. See, the thing is that once you get the license and you put it on the wall, uh, they Mm -hmm. assume that you are up to date. But how do you know? Because it's not something that gets published. You don't put it on the wall Mm -hmm. next to your license, uh, another sticker, you know, Pedro obtain another uh, CPE, Uh, you know, so you ought to, you know uh, how, how do you, you know the, the way that you know is also through the conversation you're having with your own cpas you know this that we're doing you know what i mean how they're keeping up with the standards i mean uh, do they write books do they uh put podcasts out there do they, well how are they keeping up yes so you as a yes. client ought Absolutely. to uh, ensure that your tax preparer is or your accountant who, whoever doing your accounting is 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 up to date
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and then of course we do have to update our licenses, and and we do need to you know provide information to uh, this the state on you know the the required uh, training we have done. Otherwise, you know you know if they if they catch us that we haven't done it, we can get fined, we can get imprisoned. So this is very serious, guys. You know when you're working with a true uh, CPA that really takes their license very seriously, they're going to do what it takes, and then you can check on their. Uh, the, the status of their license. So, if you know, they can, you're very welcome to ask for the license and then you can check that they are active on their state. Uh, that, that's
1: board. exactly, that is true. You know, yeah. what I mean, because I know in, in different professions, people have been caught on, uh, with expired licenses. No mm-hmm. They don't longer, maybe at one point they were a CPA, yeah. a doctor, an attorney, and somehow they're still practicing. Yeah, you know I mean, here yeah, am using the word practice, but you know what I mean? That they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, they are out there uh, still yes. providing services, and they no longer have an active license.
0: Yes, and actually, uh, you know, I know in Florida, and I'm sure other states do similar. But in Florida, the state actually issues uh, in their in their newsletter. All the the approved licenses and or, or you know or active licenses or the new licenses, but they also uh, issue a list of all the licenses that were taken away or those who got fined or or you know. Yeah. So this is this is you know you know that's why I wanted to make sure we cover this subject because we wanted to make sure you guys know that we are staying active on everything we have to do and we are abiding by um, you know the code of professional uh, conduct by the AICPA. Um, and then the last section of that is confidentiality and that's, uh, you know, making sure that, for example, we don't divulge any of the, uh, the client information just to anybody. We cannot give any information out. And that's why sometimes, I, you know, Pedro, I find it really hard when you know you know you have to you know they say well you have to showcase your work you know and we can try to come up with case studies and write up case studies but technically we can't show the work we do on our clients yes. all we can do is talk about it in a very vague manner so okay. it's kind of different uh, you know when we're let's say we say oh we're gonna you know as a business you can market yourself well, we, it's very difficult in a cpa world to do that because all we can do is probably write a book, uh, answer questions through a podcast or something right. like that. You right. go to life and, you know, put a few things, uh, you know, on the uh, up because we actually can't divulge any client information. We can't tell you that we got X number of results for somebody. We just can't. We just can't get the word out. So, you know, you know there's there certain limitations we have that we just can't do. We are not attorneys. We can't put a billboard out there. And I see this all the time. Such and such attorney got me $300 million. I don't know. We can't do stuff like that. <laughs> we just can't. So I just wanted to point that out. And I don't know uh, if you've had any other, you know, notes on that. But for me, I see this kind of stuff out there. That, you know, let's say lawyers or attorneys, doctors, you know, whatever they can do. But, you know, we can't do that kind of stuff. We can't divulge any information. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: any thoughts there?
1: No, I think uh, you covered the You know, pretty well. I mean, the confidentiality, you know, all of this kind of comes together. Uh, You can be professional, you can have, you know, and I guess uh, the the confidentiality is part of your integrity, you know what I mean? But is that that notion that the information that you and I are discussing about my tax matters or my accounting matters, that when you're doing my bookkeeping or you're looking at doing a, a business plan, or something right. like that. Right. That information is not going to go outside. The other part is that uh, uh, even when you have multi-partner uh, uh, firms, you know what I mean, With that, you know, you, one is that the solo practitioner. Well, who, who is he or she going to talk to? But then you have staff members. You know, what information right. you uh, that is being revealed to you, you share to your staff, and also how you educate your staff so that your staff is not the one divulging the information. That's that goes into another point. topic later, but, you know, uh, in another discussion, but is how do you supervise uh, yes. and, and so on? You know, the supervision requirements that we have and so on. So uh, yeah, confidentiality is, is critical because this is how then I can be confident to talk to you, Marie, and in, in reveal this information to you so you can help me. Because you right. you follow these ethics and you're not gonna go and take this information. And right. even if you're collaborating with Pedro, you're not gonna reveal to him what is not necessary. Now there's certain information we have to disclose to our clients that, right. you know, in order to work on certain projects, certain information has to be disclosed yes. Yes. in yes. order to to help. It's just the same happen with doctors. Doctors have to share certain medical information about you Absolutely. so then another specialist can come in and take this information and, and provide that specific uh, area that he or she has to do to help you with your medical condition. Attorneys have to do it at times. Uh, so, uh, But again, it goes back to you know what information and how you protect that information.
0: Right. Absolutely. And then uh, from another uh, point that just popped in and, and I had that situation happen is that uh, you know, you know, we, we would only be, you know, you know, forced to, I guess, divulge information if we get subpoenaed. So if there's a court order, we have no choice. All we can do is let you know that there's a court order to provide information. Yeah. And if your attorney can, you know, needs to do anything, whatever, then it's up to you. But we have to provide the information by the due date. So uh, yeah. that we will let you know. And that is all we are required to do. and then with that so then Pedro it brings me to the question of and I like the word I I had to take that word from you so how do the fly by night this is Pedro's word I'm using it fly by night tax preparers how what kind of code code of conduct do you think they're
1: following Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I think that the fly by night will, will tell you that's their code uh, but it applies to accounting, uh, bookkeeping service. I have seen it all over, Marie. You know, uh, business quote unquote business coaches, gurus uh, that have uh, no uh, nothing that, that binds them to to provide, providing uh, quality services. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, it's critical that you do, you know, get to know who is this individual uh, that is here right. to to help you. Yes. You know I me. Mean? Uh, so but those fly by night type of uh, operations are not there to you know they, they don't have the obligation i mean they should to provide a quality service but they're not they're not committing themselves to to do that and i think it translates in many cases translates into the fees that they're charging i mean yes. many times uh, you know uh yes. I, I put a proposal and they say oh but you know so and so charges you know substantially less OK, you right. got to wonder why, you know what I mean? You have to wonder why yeah. is it such, such a, a disparity? Yes. So and I'm sure you've gone through the same thing, you know what I mean? That you're putting together a proposal for either business plan, uh, accounting, CFO services, and they come back telling you that the so-and-so does it for substantially less. Yes.
0: Now, you have yeah. to ask
1: yourself as a business owner, you know, what is it that you are investing?
0: exactly you know what are you
1: going to get in return uh do you want to tax preparer you know yes i mean you can go and get turbo tax and prepare your own returns you can probably there's many places that does a car wash and tax return preparation they'll do the tax return when the car wash is being happening and, you know yes. you see them around as you're driving you know they do laundry and, and and tax preparation if that's what you want and you know just be prepared i mean uh I, I'm, I cannot disclose much, but I, uh, you and I we were discussing some of the, the tax audits I'm representing. And when you yes. look at the, what is behind that is the lack of documentation was done substantially inexpensive and they obtain exactly what they pay for. And that is that there's no documentation was poorly prepared. It, yes caused red flags all over the place. It was an easy target for the IRS. And now they they're on they're under audit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's the price. Now the price is now they gotta pay to correct all of that that they thought that they saved. Now they're paying it on professional fees. How many times you see you know from the legal perspective, you know, we tell people hire an attorney, get the documents done properly, ah, oh, but it costs up it caught there's an investment. Yes, but the contracts are done properly. How many times have you seen, for example, using attorneys as an example, that when you go to court, the mm-hmm. document is invalid or something like that. And so yeah. you, know, you end up paying substantially more at the end through court fees and so on. The same happens in here. Yes. You know I mean? the, the, they end up, what they thought they saved, it, it goes down right. the drain mm-hmm. in either um, other Absolutely. fees or later to correct it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, and, and um, what brought me to mind is that, you know, one of the, the comp, one of our prospects, right, we were working on and uh, how after reviewing some of their you know, prior year taxes and you noticed some stuff and you brought it to it, uh, his attention and then he didn't have an answer. The accountant, you know, wanted to speak with us and never spoke to us. <laughs> and, I mean, and then the gentleman needs to needs the help, needs the service. And, you know, we are kind of like, well, we have nothing to rely on here. Like we can't even have a conversation. And, and this is stuff that we're seeing constantly, constantly, constantly where obviously they have th- these type of, you know, people are not following any kind of a, you know, uh, ethical, you know, conduct. So here we go. So, you guys, you want to save yourself hassle, headache, and, you know, unnecessary, you know, costs down the line, you know, might as well pay the higher fee now, hire someone with high ethical standards, get it done right the first time. We say it all the time, get it done the, right the first time. So, and so one last thing I wanted to cover, and I know we're getting close to the 30-minute mark, but, you know, recently there was a, um, uh, in the news, uh, a very big story and i'm sure many people have heard it but i really want to touch up on it very very briefly um you know ernst and young which is one of the the big four you know accounting tax whatever firms um and they're supposed to be one of those that every every one of us the smaller firms kind of look up to um, yeah. were recently fined 100 million dollars by the sec because they were unethically providing the the answers to the questions on the ethical part of the exams. Uh, so by the way, guys, you know, the CPA exam has four sections, uh, regulation, which mostly takes into consideration business uh, 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 business law and taxes, of which 10 to 20% re- is, is ethics-related questions. Um, then there's the auditing and attestation, and that one has about 15 to 25% on ethical related questions. And there's the financial accounting and reporting section and then business environment and concept. So the fact that uh, a big big firm like that would get themselves into a situation like that just makes me sad. I just wanted to bring that up saying that it's very sad to see that they would take that kind of action. Um, and uh, and I, I'm hoping um, that it's a lesson to everyone else, all those fly by nighters can see that if a big company like that can actually get fined, you know, they should really think about, you know, what could happen, you know, to them as well. So just just wanted to show our listeners and our viewers that how committed we are to keeping our ethical standards and following the ethical code of conduct. Any any thoughts on that, Pedro?
1: Well, not um, not no, not much. I mean, I think uh, what, what you covered is is it is unfortunate, but I hope uh, that we can all take. Uh, and I know they're doing their corrective action, and that that's good. You know, I, I give yes. them uh, kudos on that. I think that shows that, that there's going to be corrections uh, done. I think uh, the that that's the you know I guess within everything that's positive, and we can all learn from that. You know, the importance yes. that uh, the importance to keep all those standards uh, up to date.
0: Yes. And i think it's important to never put income or revenue or anything that is making things gray (laughs) you know this is where integrity we talked about right so you know never never let that you know diminish what your standards are um you know because then now i think they're going to have a very hard time uh you know clearing their name and your name is what makes you who you are so In every business, your name, your brand name, everything stands out, and this is going to make it look bad for them. So, uh, and I hope with the corrective action, they can, they can, you know, do that. So, with that, uh, I think we're at the end of the show. Uh, Again, we just wanted to show you guys that we are very committed to being ethical CPAs, following our ethical uh code of conduct uh by the aicpa so uh, if you're working with us you know that you can you can make sure that we are going to follow all the ethical standards that that are uh, we are expected to so with that i want to leave you guys with a a quote from a motivational speaker jim ron uh you are the average of the five people you spend most time with i hope that the two of us are uh, two two of us wait two of us are (laughs) Two of the five people you are spending your time with <laughs> to yeah. learn and grow your business. And with that, until the next episode, everyone, I, I hope you have a wonderful and blessed rest of your week. See Take you next care. week.
1: Next week.